0: It's time to dive into the latest news and updates from the Vegas Golden Knights. This is Nighttime at Noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: It is a game day edition of Nighttime at Noon here from our studios in downtown Summerlin. Golden Knights getting ready to continue their homestand tonight. They take on the Buffalo Sabres. 7 o'clock puck drop of the Fortress. 6.30 pregame on uh, TV and also on uh, the radios. As so, well. like he forgot where it's going to be radios, there for a second. And, um, <laughs> and right here you can hear uh, Dan and Gary, and they'll, they'll be uh, talking about the game on the radio. And Shane and I, Ashley Vice, Darren Millard, cast of thousands on the TV side. Dave Gosher, Shane Knighty with you today on this game day Monday, the 19th of December. Hard to believe the Golden Knights have tonight, and then two more games here at home before the Christmas break uh, is upon us. All right, Shane, before we get to hockey, there was a football game at, at Allegiant Stadium yesterday.
0: Do you like stories? I, I, I love story. I know you're a huge Patriots okay. fan, but uh, even though we live in the city of Las right. Vegas, you'd think, you know, I cheer for the Raiders. I do, except for yesterday. So
1: I have a story for you. So I, I'm fortunate enough to go to the game. One of our colleague, Gary Lawless, his wife, me and mine, Nate Yule and his. Right, yes. the six of us there, the Lawlesses, uh, head out a what little What an bit. ending,
0: historic they ending. Head out.
1: Yeah, so, we, so now there's uh, four of us left by late in the fourth quarter. So the wives decide to go get a beverage getting ready for overtime. And I say, well, you know, my little 12-year-old bladder, I'm going to go to the restroom before yep, overtime. Not surprised. Get myself ready. And believe me, I'm not the only one in the men's room. It's packed because everyone's thinking, all right, the Patriots, you have one play left. I'm not going to do anything here. So I'm in the men's room and whatever, doing my thing. And I hear everyone yelling and screaming. And I'm like, what in the world is possibly going on here? <laughs> right? One play left. One play left, take a knee, Whatever. Nothing's going to happen. I actually looked at this huge screen where I was about to go in the men's room. I said, well, i got one play left. Nothing's going to happen. I want to do my stuff, get back up to the seats. I walk out of the men's room, and I see the Raiders on the screen jumping on top of each other in the end zone, and it's flashing Raiders win. So what the hell is possibly going on? So it took a while for them to kind of re-rack the replay, and I thought I've never seen it. Did that
0: make it better? No. Well... (laughs) I've never seen anything like that in no, my life, Dan, The I don't game. think you will.
1: It, it was the most idiotic thing I've seen. It was one game.
0: bad play. It starts with a first play. Just a just right. lateral. Just go down. And then, you know, lateral back. That's a bad play. And then the third one is, just, let's just throw it back. 20 yards backwards. Where
1: Chandler Jones, former Patriot, by the way, just catches it and gives a little face. Uh, ran whatever, right over Jones. Ran right over Mac Jones with a little straight arm. So that's how. So here's the funny part. There's four of us left. There's me and my wife. Our boss, Nate Yule and yeah. his wife. Nate's the only guy yeah. actually sitting in the seats when this hideous sequence of events occurs It depends how you look depends at it. it. I thought okay. it was a fantastic sequence. You and
0: uh, you know what? Now we can build off uh, the home team here or some success at home. Maybe we can Hopefully. carry into tonight. Hopefully. I've shared this with you
1: before. This is this is what happens to me sometimes at sporting events. I was at the Waste Management last year, Hole 16. Where they yeah, throw, this is becoming right? a theme. This is becoming a theme where they have uh, – yeah, you know, it's just it's like a frat house yeah. there at the 16th uh, at uh, TPC um, Scottsdale. My cousin and I are at 16. We had left our wives at 17. We were there for an hour sitting in the sun. as ah, a group coming through, next group into one of these guys. We would leave the 16th tee to walk to 17. Crowd goes nuts. The next group through, hole-in-one.
0: Uh, who's the hole-in-one?
1: I, that. I want to say it was Sam Burns. I could be wrong on that. I think there were two that weekend.
0: Yeah, there was. But anyway.
1: That's what happens. That's what happens to me. I go to the restroom. I missed that play yesterday. I, it might not have been the worst thing because I would have just been so appalled seeing it with my own eyes, yeah. actually looking out of the field. But then I missed a hole-in-one at TPC last year, so that was a good time, too. Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder, not Sam Burns. Um, so, yeah, it was good times. <clears throat> Great times yesterday. Yeah. Just a dandy ending. <laughs> Hopefully the Golden Knights, um, and to your point, the Raiders, a great win for them at home, obviously. The Golden Knights can take a little bit of that uh, home magic away from the Raiders. They are still it, – it's funny, Shane. They're, it, I always try to think of the bigger picture. They're number two in the league. They're number one in the West. But at home, they just haven't – they started well enough here, right? They were five and one. Since yeah. then, it's been a problem. And, you know, Bruce Cassidy, you've used this word a lot on TV, off TV – simplify their game at home. Bruce Cassidy said after the game the other night, you know, there's times we're too stubborn as a team, and we don't take that formula from the road and apply the same formula to their games at home.
0: Yeah, it's odd that, you know, sometimes the coach agrees with me. But, I you know, I've been saying that for a while. When you watch them, they're, just, they're looking for the perfect play. And I shouldn't say it, it's not the whole game. And, and I think, you know, Bruce probably said it a lot better than I have. He just said, you know, stubborn early in games their inability to get to their kind of game plan because they are trying to do a little too much, trying to, you know, and sometimes that's human nature. It forces you at home on a home ice. Um, But, yeah, and because of that, they haven't gotten the starts. Imagine if they've gotten the starts they have on the road, especially in that building because that's what creates energy. That's what, you know, gets the momentum rolling a little bit more is when you can get your crowd behind you. Um, You know, they've done it on the road. What teams have done here is they take it away because – they haven't been able to come out of the gate really well, and uh, you know it's on the players. I think you know another. It, it's it's not an excuse, uh, and yes, they they can be better at home. No no question about it. But this last six week stretch, their home after the road trips is not easy. It's been one of the toughest grinds I've seen and, and been around this league a long time for that long of a stretch of you know they've done two east trips. East Coast trips, they've done a bunch of others. They come back and there really hasn't been a bunch of time. They've jumped right back into a, a heavy home schedule with not much practice time or, or recovery. Um, we've seen, and I think that's I think a product of that is some of the injuries. And I think the product of that is not maybe being as sharp as they can early. It takes a little longer to get into games. But that being said, you're a professional athlete, you play in the NHL. This is where the mental, uh, we talk about physically and mentally, it's it's a grind throughout an NHL season. This is where the mental part really needs to kick in.
1: To your point, Shane, you know, they come back from that first trip out east where they swept all five games, come back, first game back, they lose to St. Louis. Yeah. Second trip out east, they win awesome. three out of four, come back and lose to the Rangers. This most recent trip was only a little two-game swing. It was quicker, but, but still a time
0: change. You know, we
1: got, you know, what, three in the morning? Yeah, 2.33 in the morning. Um, I'm that, tired. Yeah, and we don't do much during the games. Um, that next day is shot, yeah. right? And then they're right back at it. So um, they've got to try to find a way to to kind of push through it here. Um, another opportunity tonight against the Buffalo Sabers uh, for the Golden Knights. They had a they did have a skate here uh, this morning. It looked like um, for the VGK same lineup as they had the other night. The only change being in net with Aiden Hill getting the start uh, here tonight. But uh, so still. No Jack Eichel, no Shea Theodore, Zach Whitecloud out long term, Paul Cotter out. I always forget because of my small yeah. brain. Brett Howden's been on yes. a long time. He so that's out 3
0: in. three yeah. of the top 9, well, Eichel's higher than top 9, but 3 of your top 9 forwards out and yeah. two two of your right side on your defensive core. So um and then avoid a huge scare last game.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. You know,
0: how quiet, you know, the building when Mark Stone went down, and good thing is he kind of returned, took a shift, but didn't play much after that, but on the ice today, so a good sign.
1: We just spent a couple of minutes with him down in the locker room before we came up to do the show. Yes. And he said that he thought he was done. He thought Initial he was thought. done. Um, and he was saying that it hit the same nerve, that sciatic, <laughs> sciatica nerve, Yes. that he had pain going down his leg all last year with his back problem. Same thing the other night when he got hit kind of just on above the, ankle, the top of the down, skate. Like sciatic right? or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sciatica. So, but he did say, and we talked about it on TV, it was a delayed reaction, right? He, he got hit by a Kessel yeah. shot. Puck kind of stays alive. He gets a backhander away, and then when he tried to kind of plant that foot, it went dead. And he was just telling us, he goes to the locker room. He's convinced he's bleeding. Yeah. He thinks it's his Achilles. Yeah. He's convinced he's bleeding. He's telling the doctor to cut his skate off. And the
0: doctor's trying to get him to calm down,
1: yeah. which eventually he did, and obviously came back and played. Yeah. He wasn't bleeding. was just more of a stinger than anything. No, yeah, just a stinger.
0: said, so kind of get up, try and walk. He's like, oh, oh okay, yeah. And a yeah. uh, good thing, good sign for the Golden Knights that uh, that the captain's ready to go and feeling good. And it was just, uh, you know, something that uh, initially, that's the best case scenario, just the way things have gone, you know, you already go... To that bad. Okay, now the captain, uh, but uh, back in the lineup, and they need all hands on deck. This is a team that's trying to find uh, their mojo, if you want to call it that, here on home ice because. Uh it's one of the best buildings, one of the most electric when you can get it behind you. that's The big thing is when you get it behind you. That's what they need to do. I think the start's going to be very important tonight.
1: Bruce Cassidy met with the media a little while ago here at City National Arena. We will bring you that press conference as the show goes on uh, here this afternoon. The Golden Knights and the Buffalo Sabres, and then two more to go. Arizona here on Wednesday, mm-hmm. St. Louis Blues on Friday, and then finally uh, the Christmas break will force the Golden Knights and the rest of the league to get a little bit of a breather in their schedule. 8-8 eight and eight at home compared to 14 two and one here on home ice. Uh, Bruce Cassidy talked a lot, Shane, about, and you mentioned, like, tic-tac-toe and trying to force plays a bit that aren't there yeah. at home. Something they don't seem to do, and the numbers would bear it out. I mean, they don't seem to do that nearly as much. When they're well, away from home, and you
0: can take it back. It starts. It starts defensively. Just you know, they got to be quicker, clean on breakouts. Look for that simple play with support underneath, and then you go to the next zone. You're trying. To, you're trying to exit the game as you're trying to go north, and it starts. Offense starts in your own end. You got to get the puck back, break out, and then in the neutral zone, I think is an area where they need to be better. We hear Bruce Cassidy talk pucks behind, pucks behind, and it's going to be a key tonight when you look at the defensive group of the Buffalo Sabers. You know they got some offense there. Dalene obviously having a tremendous season, but they're missing some guys we think. Um, So young core, you've got to put pucks behind, put pressure on them. So you know Golden Knights are a good rush team. They like to come through. If you you've got and this is where you've got to make those quick decisions. Do you have room to make a play in the neutral zone, or is that play cut off? A lot of teams are trying to jam you up. That's where turnovers transition lead. To chances. That's, that's what you're trying to do defensively. So offensively, you've got to read that play. If you don't have a, an ability to carry the puck in with rush, they've got to chip with support. Get the pucks behind the D and get in on the forecheck. Try and create that way. And I think early on, you can create momentum off that. So th- that's the area I think when, when you, you talk about trying to look for too much, I think sometimes that's where they can simplify. Instead of looking for that cross-ice pass or trying to attack with speed where you might turn it over between the blue lines, just a little chip and chase. Put it in an area where you can get puck recovery.
1: Golden Knights are the lowest scoring team on home ice in the league. They are number one in the league in scoring on the road. <laughs> so hopefully they can bring some of that over tonight. You mentioned, Shane, um, Some, uh, a couple of people missing, most notably for Buffalo. Owen Power will not yeah. play tonight. This will be the third game in a row. He's going to miss for the Sabres, the number one pick in the draft back uh, in 2021. So, And we'll get into Buffalo a little bit more as we move on. It's a Sabres team that's kind of had... You know, streaks of both ways, but they're on a good run uh, as of late. Golden Knights power play. We've talked a lot over five and a half years about the power play. We've talked a lot about it this year. Yeah. This year, more specifically this month, they're on the best run they've had in any month in their history, Sweet. including both of their goals uh, from Riley Smith in uh, in the loss the other night. What have you seen there that's allowed them, you know, you think – now, yeah. Eichel's
0: missed a bunch. Petrangelo obviously was out for a long time. They've
1: been out without some key people, but still able to get results on it.
0: Well, like execution. I think, you know, a little more familiar with how they want to execute on the power play. So now you, you kind of know, you, you go through it, and now it's gone from where you're thinking about it to where you're reacting. And I think their puck recovery, more of a shot mentality. Um, and then the big one is confidence. All of a sudden, the pucks start finding that. You no, know, you go, it starts with a stretch where you create chances, but you're not finding the back of the net. Okay, that's fine. You can start to build off that. Then the puck starts going in the net. Now that confidence kicks in. And every time you hop over the boards now, it's not like, okay, I hope we can get one. It's like you feel like you can score every time you go out. So it, it, it just creates momentum. Riley Smith's been really hot. You know, Jonathan Marsh still had some big ones. Uh, Stone. Um, so, you know, when you look around, it's not one guy. They're still spreading it around. So everybody's getting a piece of that, and now every time, they, as I mentioned, that that's a huge factor, and it's something that we're not going to read in the paper or whatever. It's just a feeling you have on that bench, in the room as a player and as a unit, a power play unit, that, hey, okay, I'm going to step over the boards and... You feel like you're going to score a goal.
1: Yeah, we've seen it run both ways, right? Oh yeah, when the power it doesn't play's last the other forever. Way, that's the thing. It just drains energy from yeah. your team. But lately, they've been able to derive a lot of energy from their power play. Nighttime at noon. Dave and Shane with you on a game day Monday. The Golden Knights and the Buffalo Sabers at the Fortress tonight. Before we step aside, a reminder for you that the home of the Henderson Silver Knights, the Vegas Nighthawks, and the NBA's G League Ignite is the dollar loan center in Henderson, and it is the place to be. Don't miss any of the action. Grab your ticket. Tickets right now to get more information on upcoming events, seating charts, arena policies, and lots more. Check out their website, thedollarloancenter.com. Dave and Shane with you. Nighttime at noon. We said we will hear uh, Bruce Cassidy's pregame availability before the show is over today and take a little closer look at uh, a lot going on around this team. Mark Stone, big scare the other night. They got Alex Petrangelo back in their lineup uh, and lots more to come after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <music> We're back
0: to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las
2: Vegas.
1: Great to have you with us here as the Golden Knights get ready to resume their homestand at T-Mobile Arena later tonight. They'll take on Buffalo Sabres. Golden Knights had a big win in Buffalo last month. Of course, probably most notably the hat trick in the third period for Jack Eichel in that game. On his way to a four-point game, Golden Knights scored a season-high 7 in the 7 to 4 win. That was the fifth of the five straight victories on the road to sweep the road trip. Dave Gosher, Shane Knighty with you. And as we mentioned, uh, Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy addressed the media uh, before the game here today. Uh, Bruce was, and a lot of, as you'd imagine, a lot of people with Boston ties, New England ties, that were at yeah. that Patriots Raiders game yesterday. Bruce Cassidy was one of them. And I think you're going to hear a question about how that game ended in this press conference. We're going to let you hear uh, the avail with uh, the Golden Knights head coach just uh, earlier this morning at City National Arena.
2: Well, they got their uh, top line, Thompson, uh, Skinner, and Tucker. You know, Skinner, we've seen over the years, has a tendency to to hide a little bit out there and then we'll finish in tight. Um, and Thompson and Tucker are just big men that have found space in the ice, playing with a lot of confidence. So... We have some big d back there and that'll be the challenge for them tonight get in their way you're gonna to have to be a certain level of physicality certain level of uh hockey iq to make sure you're stick to puck at the right time and then um, checking as a group of five so they can't get through the neutral zone with a lot of zip because once they do we saw it in buffalo right with thompson he can really go uh, so it's a little bit of a uh, layered defense at times as well um, power play obviously we got some ideas how we can sort of force pucks out of certain guys hands hopefully we can execute not be in the box. Uh, typically, we've been a good disciplined team, so that, that will help us. Uh, on the flip side, defensively, they haven't been as strong, so we have to make sure if we check well, get pucks back like we did in Buffalo, we can um, tilt the ice our way.
1: What did you feel like went so well in
2: Buffalo? Jack Eichel went very well in Buffalo, so he won't be here tonight, so someone will have to pick up the um I think our ability to transition went well there uh, through the neutral zone. We made a lot of plays. Uh, I think Jack had two breakaways alone. Cotter had one. So we were um, playing well between the blue lines. Uh, Power play got us an early goal, if I remember, up there. So that always helps. Uh, Ozone, we, we held on to puck. So we exposed their weaknesses more than allowed their strengths to take over the game, I guess, is what happened up there. Well, we haven't done enough to score in home games, so that can go into a lot of different buckets, right? Um, and some of it's just shooting percentages aren't very good, and, and you hope over time, over the course of a season, that they'll balance out, just like they will on the road. They're pretty high on the road, so I'm going to guess at some point they'll soften or um, soften up on the uh, on the road where we won't score as much, and they'll, you know, we'll, we'll see a rise at home. That just seems to be the law of averages. So there's a little bit of that. Um, and some of it is, yeah, we're not generating enough because we're turning it over too much. So maybe we're not allowing ourselves to f- get four-check turnovers like the Islander game. We eventually got to our game, and we got, had a lot of ozone time, uh, much more than they did. We just didn't finish. So that—that's what we want to do from from st- the start of the game would be preferable than waiting for a period to go by or half a game or whatever it is. So we're going to keep hammering away on that. Power play, very good. Execution, pace, uh, especially our low plays, a lot of it's gone through Mark Stone. He's made some real good decisions. Um, saw against Boston, he, the play was to take it to the net, so he kind of froze all Mark scores. In Chicago the other night, he's got the back door to Stevie open. He's got the bumper uh, against the Islanders. He hits Stevie. We're off net. We recover a puck. Smitty scores because Mark Stone's screening the goaltender. So he's been a big part of the focus of running through him. In Winnipeg, it was less about they were, they were more compact, so it becomes a shooting power play and marshy does a good job so i think our recognition of what is available to us has gotten a lot better from the start of the year as opposed to just rolling through your plays it's okay what's available let's get it there let's do it in a hurry um entries have been better when you're when you're in the zone clean you tend to have more ozone time which will allow you more zone you know probably make more plays faceoffs i think have been fairly consistent for the most part so that hasn't changed a lot but to sum it up to me it's pace and the right reads and then executing the read <coughs> Well, he's certainly a guy that can add offense to your game. Um, so you, you got a power play uh, guy that you know certainly um, he's been on both of our units since he's been up here. <clears throat> he's done a good job with it. He shoots the puck well. We've seen that. So you got the offensive side of it that I think he's shown quickly, and that's why he's still in the lineup, ahead of maybe some other guys down there. So he's playing to his strength. He's a he's a big man, so the defensive side of it, using his body to his advantage, I think he's working on that every day. Uh, so upside, I, I like to say it could be a. You know, because you just don't know in this league. Um, But he's certainly a guy that I think gets complemented well uh, with a kind of a stout defensive partner that can take care of some of the um, difficult one-on-one stuff, the net front stuff, and then until he gets more comfortable with that. So wherever that slots him in. Um, But he's certainly a guy that could be an everyday or let's start with that um, if he keeps playing like he has.
0: it's a different sport, but playing at the end of the football game yes, against <coughs> the Patriots, does it underline to you, kind of, sort of, how hopeless a coach can feel at times with returning game
2: over the players. Well, I've said it lots. Like once the players go over the boards, you know, all our preparation, all whatever we've tried to habits to build into them, they, the information maybe on what the other team's doing. It's, you well, know, it's sort of like you just. You're at the mercy of of, of their decision making and that's what a coach feels like um, I think in football at least there's always, there can always be a huddle so every whistle you know you can regroup at least in um, in hockey once they go over you a lasso to get them back on the ice to get the message across right so that you know so at the end of the day it's it is it's a hopeless fit to me almost it almost looked like if you pulled your goalie and, and you shot it back in your own net last night, it's one of those ones you go, oh, my God, you know, like I feel bad for, for the player because he's trying to make something happen. Probably for some reason when those laterals happen, what, what, what's the situation usually, right? You're down, you're behind, you're trying to score. And I think that's what probably went through his head. Oh, we got to score. And, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out for the Patriots that way. It worked out well for the Raiders fans. It was, uh, you know, a, a, a terrific ending for them. So, But, yes, to get back to it. I just you hope you prepare them well enough for those situational plays. Uh, you know, don't happen.
1: something <clears> to see from the fan perspective. How important is it?
2: Well, there's a lot of guys that play in the league because they have terrific hockey IQ and they're less uh, athletic or skilled than others. There's less playing in the league that are... Have no hockey IQ that are highly athletic. And sk- let's put it that way. There are the odd guys that you'll will play in the league because they're such a dominant skater or powerful or strong. You know what I mean? It can defend because of their physical attributes. Yes, there's some of those guys, but there's a lot more guys that have tremendous hockey IQ that are average in other areas, but they get by in that because they're always a step ahead. Right. So that's the way I look at it. Coming about after the game last night about taking the ice that's available to you whether it's the team or behind the team. Do you think that's that's going to vary based on opponent and what and Yeah. Yeah. But so so usually there's no ice in front of you early in the game because everyone's fresh. Everyone wants to have a good gap. Everyone's probably willing to check right away, right? That's just the way it is. You you're feeling good about yourself. Then something happens through the game whether the whether it's early midway through the first or second period where the d now start losing their gap a because i don't know like they behind them and they, and they go get it all night and they get run against the boards they want to get a head start to get the puck they're thinking okay they're going to dump it in i'm going to start cheating back now the ice opens up in front of them or i don't want to go back and get hit by a colasar. i'm going to leave a little room in front of me and maybe they won't dump it in and we'll you know i'll try to poke check you know that's what Happens through the course of a hockey game and early on like I said, I think everyone's fresh and has a good plan To do that. So that's why you see a lot of kind of not much going on in a lot of games the first fight You know people are getting in getting out they're getting their legs under them and then you know The game starts to open up a little bit, so We don't want to feed into not having them Have to go back and get it and, and we want to wear them down so that you know uh, goes on and eventually um, you know, like I said, you, you, you can make some plays in front of them because we can. We have good skill. Just like if another team tries to do that to us and we're defending while well, all of a sudden all their forwards are going one way, they turn it over. Now there is ice because it's a three or four on two. So th- that's what it ends up happening and how you get your offensive chances if you're, you know, if you're good that way. It's like football, like we're going down that road, right? I li- like to compare it. If you establish the run, it probably opens up the pass, right? So there's a little bit of that that goes on as well. <clears throat> Four, the- There's a little bit of that going on. Um, I just thought last week was because of our schedule. We gave guys uh, uh, days off. You know, we go we into Winnipeg, to Chicago, we get in really late. Chicago, back home, it's really late. So the rest was probably more important than practicing. So the goalies are the ones that suffer a little bit of that because we're they're only on for the morning skate, and then they're a backup or they play. So really, last week there was only three games. We barely practice other than morning skates, so I think the goalies are the ones that suffer a little bit on that. Uh, the guys that are playing 20 minutes every night can sort of keep their rhythm. So I think, it, you know, for LT, it's like, okay, let's get a few good practices and get back to where we started the year. That's what we want. He's young; They're both young guys, so they can't just, you know, it, it can't be a carry Price situation where, you know, play, rest, play, rest. They're not at that stage of their career. I think they need their work to get their technical game in order. So that that's kind of what we're thinking now that – we're back home a little bit, and we should allow us some practice time so they can sort of keep their game sharp when they're not playing or um, just stuff you need when you're that age. You just have to practice, I think.
1: Uh, Golden Knights head coach Bruce Cassidy, his media availability earlier today, Shane. There was some good hockey and football talk there. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. It's like pulling your own go- pulling your goalie and then shooting the puck backwards into your own net. No,
0: I it's like pulling your own goalie, passing it to your teammate, and then he shoots it in the net. <laughs> uh, that that would be my comparison. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's so good, you, you know, to listen to to Bruce Cassidy talk the the way he's so forthcoming with. You know, such great stuff about the game.
1: Yeah, if you – I always think of it this way, and we're fortunate enough to sit in on all of his media availabilities. If if you sit in on one and don't take something of note away, that's probably on you. He is among the best in the game in terms of explaining the hows and whys and uh, just the general mindset of what they try to do here as a team. The Golden Knights and the Sabres tonight at the Fortress. A reminder for you that Golden Knights fans, of course, the holidays right around the corner, what are we – Six days from uh, from Santa uh, showing up. And uh, if you're in need of some uh, new gear for the next game or to show your Golden Knight spirit or a holiday gift, visit one of the Golden Knights' official team stores, the Armory located at T-Mobile Arena, or the Arsenal at City National Arena. You can also check out the livery at Lifeguard Arena and the Saddlery at the Dollar Loan Center to get the most exclusive gear for the Golden Knights. Visit our website, vegasteamstore.com, or also check out our social media uh, areas as well, at VGK Gear, to get the latest updates on all of your Golden Knights apparel. Lots more to come. We uh, mentioned we're going to kind of get into the Golden Knights lineup a little bit, some players returning, some players that are still out. We'll get to that and more after this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Live from City National Arena, this is nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Golden Knights continuing the homestand here at T-Mobile Arena tonight, trying to jump above the 500 mark at the Fortress as they take on the Buffalo Sabres. We'll have it for you on TV. Of course, uh, Dan and Gary will have it for you right here on the radio side on Fox Sports Las Vegas. A reminder for you, if you get the chance... You want to get some fresh air and escape to the Rock Creek Cattle Company in Montana. It's located right in the heart of the state. This hidden gem's 28,000 acres of a cattle ranch that has all the amenities you could ever ask for. For the entire family, including world-class golf, fly fishing, horseback riding, and lots more. Exclusive memberships and real estate opportunities available right now. Visit rockcreekcattlecompany.com for more information. Might be a little chilly up there right now, but if you, get, <laughs> I, prefer, if you get, I prefer the summer. If you get uh, fall there, months. if you get there in the spring and fall, so you know, you know what I do, Shane. I because I'm a nerd. When I go places that I like, you know the little weather thingy, the weather yeah, app on your phone. It's... I like to keep track of what's going on there. Right now it's 22 up in uh, at the Rock Creek area. Fahrenheit. But 22 Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's, what's that? Minus 10 Celsius, something like that. Somebody told me you double it and add 30. That was somebody told yeah, I, me. and for my whole life I never could do that conversion celsius to fahrenheit and then somebody told me that a while ago just double it and add 30 so that's roughly what what it is but anyway it's unbelievable go there if you can rock creek cattle company um golden night chain the they were remarkably healthy the first 5 weeks yeah. of the year I think remember we had said it on a, a one of the broadcasts, you know Will Carrier missed the opener he was injured in the preseason uh, Nick Haig missed the opener, but that was because he signed late in camp. That had been it. They hadn't anyone missed due, you know, due to injury except for the uh, the opener with Carrier. Then Nick Waugh missed three, and then they started to get hit with it. You know, they dodged. It looks like a major scare with Mark Stone the other night. You say that. To say the least. But still, uh, Jack Eichel out tonight. Uh, he remains out. This is going to be now seven of the last eight for Jack. Um, Zach Whitecloud and Shea Theater long-term. Uh, Paul Cotter got dinged up with that big hit by Jared Tenorti the other night in Chicago. And as I mentioned, this will be 13 in a row for Brett Howden. So uh, we thought that we mentioned it the other night when we saw Stone go off. Like he figured they got rid of all this out of their system last year. It's like
0: flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Hopefully it doesn't get near the ridiculous amount of injuries they had last year, but they have started to get hit with it pretty regularly over the last three weeks and
0: it's three important games here to finish up you know monday wednesday friday then they get some time they come out play back to back but after that like they've got a a very favorable schedule in, in time in terms of how taxing it is and uh you know hopefully can get some healthy bodies back they can feel better get some practice time i really thought what bruce cassidy talked about with the goaltenders was interesting to me because we're talking you know Logan Thompson they've both been terrific this year but uh this is kind of you know for Logan especially this type of schedule he's never seen this before an NHL schedule we talked about the grind it's been it, you know you got you got to go through that to learn and um you know they're using both guys it is important i see that how goaltenders for timing for practice uh to stay sharp, uh, even more important, especially for young players, young goaltenders, to get that, which they haven't been able to do. So that's part of the learning curve. And, uh, you know, hopefully health and the schedule as it lets up. But, as I said, important for them to finish as strong as they can here, heading into that Christmas break.
1: You mentioned um, the schedule here coming up. Three more to go uh, at home tonight, then Wednesday, Friday, Christmas break. League shuts down 24 25th, 26th of December back to back in Southern California 27th to 28th the Kings and the Ducks New Year's Eve afternoon here noontime against Nashville mm-hmm. then team goes to Denver plays the Avalanche on the second but then you mentioned Shane then it's their home seven, for two weeks yeah. seven in a row and it's it is games uh, it, and it's in in the middle of that they've got a four-day break with no games so they play seven games, but with a little mini-break the way the schedule Well,
0: uh, you know, so two things. So this is their kind of, you know, you think of these three games, important for them to establish home ice, how they want to play at home, to, you know, find that offense. Bruce Cassio talking, We figures, you know, eventually can turn if they still create. Obviously there's a lot of areas they need to be better, their starts, their neutral zone, as he talked about. Um, but they have to get their home ice, you know, playing at the Fortress at T-Mobile, being a tough place for opponents to come in, so that's on them, especially when you look at that seven-game stretch, it's going to be so important in January, is, you know, we talk about everything hitting another level. I always feel, you know, after New Year's, you know, those few games out of the break are, you know, it's kind of like the start of the season, you're feeling out-processed, but you're going to hit another level, then comes you know the trade deadline, or the all-star break. After that, another one, the trade deadline. So you got to start to elevate your game at the time of the year and know better to try and get uh, you know good habits happening here with these three games before the break.
1: You mentioned a lot of the players that have been out injured Lately, one player that missed nine games, not due to injury, but no. something far worse, was yeah. Alex Petrangelo. His uh, daughter, Evelyn, was very ill. Alex went through it. It's uh, as emotional as I think you would see a player. Shane talked about it the other day, understandably so, um, and just kind of ran through the just this huge roller coaster that the family's gone through that – uh, she had uh, come down with the flu over Thanksgiving. They thought it was just yeah. the flu. And then it ended up being uh, encephalitis, had a lesion on her brain, lost all, all motor skills. Um, the petrangles have triplets, right? They, yes. had, they had triplets. This is the uh, the girl oh, of the triplets, triplets, Evelyn. Then they had another girl after another that. Another two-year-old, yeah. Yeah, so two, uh, two boys, two girls. Busy so house. So it's, it's a just, lot going just on. Just in general, there's yeah. a lot going on, but um, yeah. But so um, fortunately, she's taken a dramatic turn for the better and uh, Alex Petrangelo in a much better place, you would certainly imagine, mentally yeah. than where he was. He said the other day it w- would have been impossible no way. for any parent to yeah. do their jobs, or especially what he does, but uh, it was great to see him back the other day, uh, quite obviously.
0: It, it is, and, uh, you know, he's talked about what they went through, the emotions, uh, you know, talking about praying, the prayer's answered that she's taken, you know, rather than, you know, they know there's a long road ahead. There's some rehab and all that. But uh, with the the vastly improved status of her as of late, which is great to take, uh, you know, leaps here forward, which kids are resilient, and you pray that that still continues to go that way for Alex and his family. But uh, on the hockey side of things, yeah, he was skating. You know, he got out when he could, but, you know, it's a long time. Not many guys – could come back and get inserted in that first game and play again, lead the team in ice time, you know, certainly whether there, uh, you know, some hiccups to his game, absolutely. There's going to be some rust. You you can't, uh, you know, and for him, yeah, it happened for anybody. It's going to happen, but, He's he's such an athlete. Uh, the one thing that doesn't affect him is ice time. If I went out, if I played ten minutes after missing that amount of time, I'd be sucking wind and barely <laughs> able to breathe. He he's he's so effortless and he never seems to get tired. So the conditioning isn't a factor for him. For him, it's the touches, the timing, the you know, getting everything back up to speed. And I don't think it'll take long. I think you know, getting that one game, that first game, I expect him to move forward here. But uh, Alex Petrangelo, whatever their condition he's in, the lineup improves you as a, yourself as a team so uh, i expect him to to be really good here tonight for uh, for them against the buffalo sabers i remember
1: asking alex earlier this year because i i said what you said i said do you ever get tired because it doesn't look like it and he no. said well i'll tell you what he said i know how to pick my spots during shifts um i try not to overextend my shifts and then he said there are nights where you could play 24 minutes and it feels like you played 17 there's nights where you could play 20 and it feels like 28 It depends on the type of minutes, the type of shifts. If you're stuck in your own end all night, if you're killing penalties a lot, that's a whole different feeling than if you're just kind of rolling six defense when you play more than anybody else back there. But it's a different feel, I guess, on your body as the game goes along and the season goes along.
0: Yeah, for him, I – you know, he's, That's what, every minute felt tough for certain guys. <laughs> every minute's a grind. Uh, but he, he has that unique ability. It's it's one of his talents uh, to log big minutes. He's been doing it his whole career, so he's adjusted, understands it, and gets it.
1: about Riley Smith? Had oh. a pretty good run. 16 goals all of last year. 56 games. 16 goals this year. 33 games. 33 games. So somebody that um, we try to kind of uh, put last year in the rearview mirror, but when you think about when it went bad at the end, yeah. he's a he missed the final 24 games. One of the most versatile forwards, wasn't around for the final 24 games of the year. Now this year, back healthy and producing at a clip that uh, he produced all of last year. Well,
0: and in all ways, right? It's up to six power play goals now, four yep. shorthanded, leading the league in that category, and then uh, you know six uh, regular strength or even strength goals. So he's, then he's, you just used the word, versatile there's no better explanation than what he's been able to do. Short-handed power play, even strength, uh, plays in all situations, reliable, smart defensively. Um, Yeah, great start to the season for Riley Smith. And I think, you know, you see with a lot of players, you get hot, you get hot. He's been able to be a little more consistent here through the start of the season. And, uh, you know, if it dips off, you hope somebody else can pull up. But in the meantime, yeah. Back to back two goal games. Let's well, why not? Why stop there? Let's go for three in a row. Yeah,
1: yeah, two in a row. Back to back two goal games earlier this year when the team was in uh, Canada against Montreal and Toronto, and now he's done it again here against the Hawks and the Islanders. The last couple of games, Golden Knights uh, approaching uh, another big one tonight. They try to get things sorted a bit here on home ice. They'll take on the Buffalo Sabers. We're going to step aside. Take a look at tonight's opponent when we come back. The Sabres coming to town on a good run. They've had a bit of a roller coaster uh, to their season so far, but lately it's been a lot better. We'll talk about that and then some things coming up on the Golden Knights calendar, including Fan Fest coming up uh, just after the new year. That's more. um, We have more. (laughs) Lots more. Maybe if we come back on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
0: We're back to nighttime at noon on your home for the Vegas Golden Knights, Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: VGK and the Buffalo Sabres tonight at T-Mobile Arena. Golden Knights trying to sweep the season series with Buffalo. Had a big 7-4 win in western New York back in November. And they're back at it tonight. Reminder for you: if you want to catch the next Golden Knights game, which will be tonight, and grab a bite at the same time, come and stop by Mackenzie River Pizza Grill and Pub and eat like a Golden Knight. It opens every day at eleven and open from eleven to nine. Fans can dine in, catch their favorite games right here at the rink at City National Arena at Mackenzie River Pizza Grill and Pub. Call seven zero two nine one six two nine 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 or visit Mackenzie River Pizza dot com to learn more. Golden Knights and Sabers tonight. Shane, uh, the Sabers they're they're in the midst of this rebuild. Some people would call it the never ending rebuild, but a rebuild nonetheless. Eleven years in a row missing the playoffs, yeah. longest drought in the history of the league. They come into tonight just uh, what five out, I yeah. believe, five out in the East. Still with a long way to go, but you know we mentioned they started the year seven and three, lost eight in a row, yeah. and since then eight three and two so a lot of it i when i think of teams is what have they done lately lately they've been much better yeah
0: one three straight coming in you mentioned you'll miss when you what happens when you miss that many years ago oh, well you you accumulate draft picks right uh rasmus dalene first overall pick starting to come in his own middle stats still third line owen power uh, dylan cousins has really become a, a real good pick for them um you know, and then, of course, Tage Thompson has just become the story. This season in the National Hockey League, just coming out with five goals and an assist, six-point game against Columbus not that long ago. Uh, so they put up nine. He put up over half of them. He is, he's become an elite star. He, he really has. At six-six. Uh, the hands he has is shot. A dangerous, dangerous offensive player and, and a unique one. I don't know, you know, since Mario Lemieux, I can't think of a big man that, you know, had that offensive skill. Uh, You know, he put up uh, career numbers last year, kind of a huge jump uh, from his uh, first season. It said, uh, you know, the St. Louis Blues his draft picked by them. But Blues got a cup out of it because they got Ryan O'Reilly. But the Blues certainly got a good young player. And and that line, Jeff Skinner, uh, you know, along with Alex Tuck, who we're familiar with, uh, that'll be the line Bruce Cassidy said they'll have to, you know, be aware of them. That line.
1: Thompson, Tuck, Skinner did most of the damage in their last game. They knocked off Arizona uh, just a couple of nights ago, and they combined for nine points as a line. Yeah. Thompson had a three-point game. So did Skinner. Tuck had three assists uh, in that one as well. You mentioned the jump chain that Tage Thompson took. So last year, two seasons ago, the, the 20, yeah. well, it's just the 21 it's first, season. It's first the, one. the shortened year. Yeah, with Buffalo. Eight goals in 38 games. <laughs> last year, 38 to lead the team. This year, 25 goals, second in the league. To Connor McDavid you mentioned the 6-point game he had against Columbus it was his second 6-point game of the season yeah. so he's um really broke out last year but he's just just uh continued it uh for the Sabers this season uh we will not see it doesn't look like Owen Power tonight we mentioned the first overall pick a couple of years ago Missed their last, uh, now three in a row due to injury, but a real good, highly touted young defenseman. Well, and a good
0: one. I I think, uh, you know, Rasmus Dahlien, their other first overall pick, kind of slowly coming along in the league, learning his way now in his fifth year, I believe. And just, uh, you know, among the leaders uh, in defense scoring 10 goals already this year, um, just it, it takes a little longer for defensemen to develop in the National Hockey League. But on that side of it, Owen Power out, and, and Bruce Cassidy talked about it, they, they feel a weakness for the Sabres is, uh, you know, defensively, that, that defensive group. Uh, so they'll try to take advantage. You've got to try and expose that, and a lot of that is going to be play, being smart with the puck, uh, puck placement, puck recovery, uh, decision-making between the blue lines, all those areas. The Sabres are the highest-scoring team in the league. They've yeah. scored just shy of four goals
1: a game. The other end's been an issue. They're 23rd in team defense, so we're going to see Uko (laughs) Pekka-Lukkanen in that tonight for the Sabres. I'm going to practice that. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm going to need it.
0: Uko Pekka-Lukkanen.
1: Yep, the rest of the day.
0: Uh, I imagine Craig Anderson, the 41-year-old Craig Anderson, uh, they've been alternating games. Probably tough to put him on a long stretch, but he's still playing well.
1: They've alternated here the last seven uh, seven now, yeah, and uh, Aiden Hill will go... Uh, for the Golden Knights, coming off um, allowed five, but got the win in Winnipeg the other night. Late goal from Mark Shifley, right finished up his hat trick. But you know, you look at the numbers: Aiden Hill's eight, two, and one yeah. this year. He's won his last three. Uh, coming off that victory against Winnipeg, so a chance for him to get back in there tonight after giving up a season high five. But he and the team finding a way to win anyways against the Jets. Well, and he's
0: probably had a little more work here, Logan Thompson in the start. So he's had a little more work in practice, extra shots. Um, so maybe he's the guy that uh, and he is the guy to go in tonight. And you know they look to both these guys to provide them with solid goaltending. They're looking to make the saves they need, come up with a couple of timely saves. You know, uh, Buffalo's, as mentioned, they're a highly offensive team. They're going to get chances as well as you play. They, they've got enough skill, particularly that top line, to create their own. So you, you need some saves here tonight from Aiden Hill. That'll be, uh, you know, the task put upon him to to be good. Uh, defensively, they're going to have to be good. And for the Golden Knights, I, I really think the start is so important tonight to try and build that energy uh, in the arena, try and get the fans loud behind them because that just uh, you know that fuels things for you. when the Golden Knights score first, they are among the best
1: teams in the league. 17 wins when they score yep. first. Um, you know we, we mentioned earlier this year and it's still been the case largely on the road. They've been great front runners. get the lead early, ride it. not to say they haven't you know there's been teams that have come back on them. Bruce Cassidy made the point the other day Shane they've lost three times on the road all year.
0: Yeah. lead in Calgary, yeah. lead in Pittsburgh.
1: Man, lost in overtime, overtime to, to Conor McDavid goal uh, in Edmonton. So uh, some things on the docket for the Golden yeah, Knights as an that.
0: organization.
1: Big day tomorrow, UMC Hospital. The players are going to uh, visit. You know, some guys went out yesterday. Uh, I'm losing track of Sunday. So Sunday Sunday. What's s- today? No, Friday. 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 And had, um, there's a schedule. I don't well. know.
0: It's I I don't know days of the week. It's no. either game day or not game yeah, day. And
1: right now it's been more game days than not yeah. game days, but, uh, a lot of the players went out last week and did a visit. And yeah. now tomorrow, another visit, Uh great time of year, of course, to do it. This one will be at UMC hospital, uh, tomorrow, the fan fest coming up January 8th. Um, I don't know for good or for real, but we'll be hosting it. We'll be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's enticing to come or not, but, uh, that'll be coming up, um, in the not too distant future, here Fan Fest going to be back at the Third uh, Street Stage. Yeah, Fremont Street, yeah. the D where we had it in year one. Year one, and it was I don't know what they. You know, I my guess is five, six. It looked like endless there. amount of people. Well, well you can see we're stage, yeah, yeah, which was, was uh, great, fantastic. So we're going to go back there for Fan Fest coming up uh, after the new year, and then the Golden Knights Gala uh, back once again February the thirteenth. That'll be at Resorts World. Tickets are on sale for that uh as well on the uh on the 13th of february so as we get in through the holidays and then into the new year uh the golden knights have a lot of good things planned here on the docket
0: yeah it's nice uh kind of this is uh the post-covid we're allowed to get yes. back to some of these things very exciting to see the fans to get the players out uh, because we know the support just uh unreal support here for the vegas golden knights the fans in this city and uh it's a great way to bring everyone together again.
1: I remember thinking, Shane, that uh, we have a we have a banner in our office right near where we sit from the last Fan Fest, which I want to say was February 28th. I think it was a leap year that year of 2020. And you think about what happened in the world two weeks later. Everything stopped, but we had it it at the uh, downtown event center. Yeah, Yeah, this year, back to that uh, great spot where we had it in year one. I remember we had that big rally for the team after they went all the way to the final in year one, uh, right on the stage there at Fremont Street. So um, that'll be be a great time. So a lot of good things coming up here uh, for the Golden Knights, and hopefully – Hopefully, some better things uh, for them. Some he wins had, at home starting tonight. The road they have been unbelievable, but uh, home a little bit of uh, a different story. So we'll try to continue to uh, work through that. So we said on the radio, Dan and Gary have you covered right here in Fox Sports last day, uh, Las Vegas. Shane and I, along with Ashley Vice on the TV side, uh, Darren Millard uh, joining us as well. He evidently hosts the games on television and does a decent <laughs> job. That'll do it for us here, at Fox Sports Las Vegas, nighttime at noon. Our thanks to Floyd, to Ryan, to Lindsey. Dave and Shane, wishing you a good afternoon. We'll talk to you on TV tonight as the Golden Knights take on the Buffalo Sabres. Have a great afternoon. We'll talk to you next time on Fox Sports Las Vegas.